You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast. My name is Ben Anderson. I'm an associate pastor here at the church. And joining me today is... Pastor Michael Green. Pastor Michael. As always. As always, yeah. Maybe we need to switch that up in the near future. Yeah, definitely. But another guest on here. We do need to. But hey, we're glad that you're joining us. And just a reminder, every Thursday, uh, this podcast gets released around uh, 3 p.m., uh, for you to listen to. And every yep. week, Pastor Michael and I, we look at uh, the most recent message of Pastor Al's and just kind of talk about it a little bit, put yep. handles on it. But everything that we talk about on our podcast is tied back to our mission, which is go serve and love right where we are in the communities, wherever you are. You know, we have people that listen to us from around the world. And yep. so wherever you are, this is to help you go serve and love and Michael, this past few, well, really the past few weeks, Pastor Al has been talking about all of the different I am statements yep. that are in uh, John. Yep. And there's seven of them, and we are on the third one. Third one. I third believe. one already. Yeah. We'll be on the fourth one this coming Sunday. Correct. So yeah. depending on when you're listening yeah. to this. Uh, but to this past Sunday, Pastor Al talked about uh, the door of the sheep. Um, but, you know, the other ones, all these I am statements, they, you know, just point to that identity and character of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And as followers of Jesus, you know, we're supposed to replicate that in our own lives. Yeah. But when you heard the message, was there anything that uh, really resonated with you? Uh, I really enjoyed the message. I thought it was one of the, the better messages that I've heard here in a while. And so if you didn't uh, get an opportunity to listen, I would encourage you, um, you know, check out the message. Um, to give you a little bit of context of kind of where we're going to be going in this episode. Um, I really liked how, I I never really knew that Jesus made this statement. This is one of those that you don't hear repeated a lot, right? You hear the light of the world. You hear, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Or the shepherd. Or the shepherd. shepherd. But you don't really hear this one, the door of the sheep. And so for me, it was good just because I've never really studied that. And I love how Pastor Al opened it up and really taught us what that means and what that looks like and how, you know, how a shepherd was the mm-hmm. door when they would be away from their you know normal yep. barn or whatever they would call it corral whatever and how the shepherd would lay across that door so that number one sheep couldn't exit number two you know things couldn't get in and get the sheep and I thought yep. that was really cool uh, for me to hear yeah I think it's interesting too I was uh, after that message I was just kind of you know looking into you know the door of the sheep a little bit more. Uh, but you know, sheep can either stay outside of that, you know, that fold, that pen, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to call it, or they can come in for the safety. Uh, but if they stay inside the pen, you know, indefinitely, you know, they wouldn't live or prosper. Yeah. But you know, they have to, you know, initially go in for their safety and at night, but eventually they have to go out. They got to go out and get food and water and get the necessities. Which is the second part of Pastor Al's message. Or that verse there, which talked about when you enter through me, or you you go know, go through this door, mm. you have salvation, but you also get the abundant life that God has 
mm-hmm. for all believers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really resonate with the message as well. I just enjoy, I enjoy the concept of doors in the Bible. I think we should talk about that sometime on the podcast. I know we're talking about it a little bit today, yeah, yeah. but just all the references to doors. And there's that initial door that we walk through, you know, yeah. as believers so that we can have salvation in this abundant life. But then we see this example of doors in other places in scripture. And often it's kind of cliche and, you know, Christian terms, but you know, we often say, Hey, what are those doors of opportunity? Yeah. You know, that God has for us. And yeah. you know, we really have to be in tune with what he has for our life. So I just thought about a bunch of different things. There. Yeah. It was a really good message, you know, but the, the, the thing we're talking about today is we're going to talk about how to make that practical Yes, because it's great. It was a great message. We heard great content. We learned a lot. Um, but today, you know, we want to put handles on it, make it practical. Like, what does this look like in my life spiritually as I'm walking out yep. my faith? What does this look like? And for me, it was like, you know, it was like, I always like to take when we see Jesus in the Bible and see how he interacts with people and see what he does. I always remember, um, when Paul tells us to be imitators hmm. of Christ. Yep. And to to imitate Christ as he has imitated Christ. And, and so everything that I hear on Sundays, everything that I read through my Bible about Jesus and who he was and his character and identity, which is what yep. we're talking about, you know, I, I want to go through that filter of how do I imitate him in this yeah, in good. my life. Yep. And uh yeah. And when we first think of a door of a sheep, it's like, okay, what is that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, okay. I mean, that was kind of like our initial thing. It's like, okay, yeah. you know, how do we really apply this and make it practical <laughs> Yeah. so that, just like you said, we can live it out uh, each and every day? Yeah, I, th- I think there, there's two things that we yep. get out of it practically. There's two things, you know, when we look at the door of the sheep and we say, okay, what is this? How can I live this out practically? I think there's two things that, to me that come to mind. And the first one is that the door keeps the enemy out. Whether it be an actual door or whether it be the shepherd himself laying across yep. the entryway, the uh, the door keeps the enemy out. And we've been studying the book of Acts in the student yep. ministry, and we see early on in the early part of the church how the enemy came in and tried to attack the church in so many ways. Yep. You know, be it through external persecution, um, you know, his, his the, the enemy's method of operation is to attack. Yep. And you know, the the purpose of the door is to keep the enemy out. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, going along with, you know, he attacks the church, you know, we often say, you know, as pastors and as a team, <laughs> Satan or or our adversary doesn't have to go too far. I mean, he doesn't mm. even have to go outside of these walls of Lima Baptist Temple, you know, to attack or any any yeah. church, you know, any fellowship of believers. And just the importance of, you know, unity within the church. And, and well, and then we have to like, like you're talking about inside the church, because we're not just talking about a, a fold of Christians. We're yeah. talking about my own heart as well. Yep. You know, like, like if I'm an imitator of Christ, you know, I've also got to, you know, my heart, my inside, my thought life, you know, how I process things in my life, keeping the enemy out of that, you know, I've got to choose to, to keep the enemy out. Hmm. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't just happen naturally, naturally, no. you know, it, it, it comes in. And so we have to choose, um, whether it be individually in our lives internally or in the church walls or whatever, we have to choose to keep the enemy out. Yeah. And it, it is just way too easy to get caught up in 
kind of our selfish ways, right? And especially within the body of Christ, you know, many times, you know, when I'm looking at a situation with fellow believers and um, looking at, you know, how we're interacting, you know, many times, I'm losing my train of thought there. Why? <laughs> right. Yeah, let's just go on to number yeah. two. Uh, the, the second thing that we see or that comes to mind to me is like when we're imitating Christ, we're imitating that door. The second thing that comes to mind to me is kind of twofold, yep. but ultimately it's allowing the other sheep in, right? So the door is there to keep the enemy out, but the door is also there to allow other sheep in. And that's twofold yep. um, because there's two different types of sheep, right? There, there's sheep that belong to kind of our fold, whether that be your 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 small circle of influence fold, like yep. you and your friends, or whether that be your entire church, people belong to that fold. But then you also have other folds, people who belong to other churches, people who don't belong to a church and just are sheep wandering aimlessly with no yep. shepherd. And so for me, it's like there's two folds there. And the first one, you know, is, is sheep from another fold, yep. right? Sheep from hmm. another fold. The idea of relationship exclusivity or only spending time with our close circle of Christian friends is not of God. Like that is not of God. It's a, it's a heart of rebellion, of pride, of being self seeking. You know, we need to be allowing other Christians into our close circle uh, and allow other Christians to to come into, you know, our whether that be your small group, yep. whether that be your, your circle of friends that you'd like to hang out with that are all Christians. You know, mature discipleship isn't going to happen in that group if that group always stays the same. Yeah. Right. Our job is to make disciples that make disciples. And so if we're just staying in our holy huddles, as some Hmm. people call it, or staying in our little fold of sheep and we're not allowing other sheep to come into that, then we're not seeing the the glory of how God created discipleship to happen folding out in front of us. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, you mentioned, you know, for discipleship, but that is a great example of how we're supposed to grow as a believer, as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus. You know, if we're not purposefully figuring out how to interact with people that are different than ourselves, whether that's maybe that's reaching out to a missionary to get their perspective on something. Maybe that's reaching out to somebody who lives in a different part of town. But I think that's a great way to that. You know, we can grow empathy yeah. You know, for others as well as just learning about different people's experiences and understandings. And, you know, that will ultimately help us to, you know, better embrace those that are maybe a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, than us. And, you yeah. know, allowing those other sheep, you know, from another fold and ex- welcoming, welcoming them with open arms. Yeah, yeah. The so, body of Christ. So look at the door. The door is to keep the enemy out. The door is allowed yep. to, sh- uh, to allow the sheep in. And we've talked about allowing sheep from other, let's say, Christian folds, like other Christian groups. You know, the other the other group that we're talking about of sheep is the sheep of the world. You know, sheep who are Hmm. wandering, wandering without a shepherd. And they're just aimlessly living life because they have no you know, we're talking about worldly people here. We're talking about unbelievers. And the idea of Christian exclusivity, right? The idea that only being Christian, um, 
only hanging out with Christian people is is not of God because we're called to evangelize. Yeah. We're called to go out and share the message. You know, in Acts chapter 15, there's these two groups yeah. of individuals that we see. Love this story. And one of the groups is the circumcised Jews who have converted to Christianity. They, they believe in Jesus. And the other group is the uncircumcised Gentiles hmm. who also believe in Jesus. Yeah. And there's some that are, you know, are still trying to figure out, you know, what that looks like. And one of them, uh, one of the, the, the people who were circumcised, one of the Jews goes to the elders in the church and says, like, these people need to be circumcised in order for them to join us. Yep. Like they, the, in order for them to be a Christian, like in our minds, they have to be circumcised. Like that was part of their culture. That was part of the expectations. And what happens here is, is Peter and James, the brother of Jesus, both agree, and I'm just going to read it um, from the, yeah. So the circumcision, circumcision party comes, and they have a debate, and Peter says, Peter recounts the events in 10 and 11, and then he says, Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord hmm. Jesus yep. that we are saved, just as they are. And then James kind of agrees with him, and he says, We lived our lives under the rule of the law, just as Peter said. We've seen that it cannot be done. Why then, having experienced the grace of Jesus that set us free from the law, should we make it difficult for others by requiring that they live up to the law, and even when we couldn't live up to the law? And so Peter yep. and James paint this picture of this list of do's and don'ts and and we couldn't do it like they couldn't do it yep. and we can't do it and so why are we going to put that on other people why are we going to put a list of do's and don'ts and expectations on other people all we're doing is we're creating it difficult for them to come into the fold yep when when you put that expectations on somebody who isn't mature in their faith or may not even have a faith yet they're still trying to figure things out we're just making it difficult for them to love to receive yeah. the love of God mm-hmm. instead of walking with them and eventually they're going to be changed yeah. by the word of God by yeah. the holy spirit and those do's and don'ts are just going to naturally yeah. happen because God is changing their life. Yeah. I feel like we've already I've got a whole mini sermon here uh, this <laughs> afternoon. No, that was really good. I could tell you're passionate about that. You know, I think we just have so many I don't know if you want to call them great examples but you know, examples that illustrate, you know, what we're talking about. Even if you just think about this past year and everything, yeah. you know, we went through with coronavirus, that we went through with racism. I you know, I could just yeah. keep going on There's and on. There's so many and topics on. in the last year that fall into this. Yeah, but even just think of maybe not so much in Northwest Ohio where we are, yeah. but even just think about that issue of a mask and how divisive, you know, that is. Mm. Whether you're a Christian or not, but even in, you know, Christian circles, whether to wear one, whether not to wear one. Yeah. And just, you know, wrestling with that and what that looks like. Well, Peter and James obviously lay out, like, don't make it difficult for people to come to Jesus. Yeah. And and when you when you filter things through that, like yep. like when you have that mindset and you've been thinking that way, and when things come in through that filter, yep. you begin to understand, wow. My wearing a mask, sure, it seems like something stupid. Like nobody yeah. likes wearing them, right? I yeah. don't like wearing them. I you don't, don't enjoy. Nobody it. <laughs> likes wearing them. But 
if my wearing a mask keeps from if if somebody knows that I'm a Christian and they yep. see me not wearing a mask just out of rebellion, just out of a rebellious heart, yep. what am I portraying to them? Yep. Am I, I you know there's multiple things that I could portray to them through that whether it be I have a rebellious heart, which we all do, that's where sin comes yep. from. Um it could be that, you know, do I genuinely care about people or am I yep. just a religious fanatic? You know, am yep. I just a religious person who's, you know, focused on Christianity, but not focused on people. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot, and we, we could talk for another 20 minutes on that. You know, another one that I think of is just even, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but as people come through the doors of, you know, our church, yes, Lima Baptist absolutely. Temple, you know, especially ones that maybe they don't look like us. Maybe there's a lot of tattoos. Maybe they seem, smell, they smell funny. funny. Uh, maybe they seem dirty. Maybe they seem dirty. Maybe... Maybe they're, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's yep. there's people who come into our building that, you know, are we really welcoming them? Yep. Are we making it easy, easy. for them yep. to hear the message of the gospel? And that can be like all over the place. It can be people. Yep. It can be our building. Like, is our building ever, yep. are there certain things about the way our building is set up or the way things are going that are keeping people from hearing the yep. message? You know, we want to, on Sundays, you know, we spend so much time in first impressions and, and wanting yep. to greet people and communicate stuff because we want to make it easy for people to come to the, to the saving yep. knowledge of Jesus, yep. to hear the gospel yep. and believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's so, especially if we're kind of talking about, you know, going into a new place. You know, you would think church should be one of the easiest places. The most welcoming. The, to go yeah. when you've never been before. But, I mean, there's so much data and surveys that many organizations mm. have done that point to. Churches are one of the places people get the most nervous well, and, to and, go and, and check out. Some of the hardest places to get involved, yeah. to get really plugged in, to yeah. build relationships. Many people would rather go to, you know, Gap or Banana Republic or yeah. a store you know, where they know Bath and Body Works, they do a great job of, you yeah. know, you walk in there and they're all over you <laughs> as soon as you walk in, yeah. you know, welcoming you. But I think that's just a great reminder for us that, you know, are we making it easy for these people to feel the love of Christ through us, mm. you know, when we welcome them? That's why I always challenge people. Most of yeah. the people that listen to this podcast are most likely Christians, believers yeah. involved in a local church. Yeah. And I always like to challenge them, hey, if you see somebody you don't know, even if maybe they've been here for a long time, you don't have to say, yeah. hey, are you new? You can just go over, say, hey, introduce yourself, talk yep. to them a little bit. They may be somebody that's been here for a long time you've never met, or it might be somebody their very, very first time well, walking through these doors. The other thing that we, you know, fits into this is by making it easy for people to come to the saving knowledge of the gospel, by making it easy for people to come to Jesus, you know, it's like, okay, we've talked about how that plays out in church. We've talked about how that plays out, you know, maybe politically a little bit yep. with the masks, but more practical is how does that play out in my work, in my job, mm -hmm. in my, if you're a student yeah, or a kid good. in my school, you know, how does that work? And, you know, the big thing that, that comes to me is your, is your testimony, your witness. Yeah. Like, how do people see you responding to situations? How do people see you respond to uh, rules? Because yep. as Christians, you know, we should be rule followers. And if we're not be. following the rules, <laughs> then how does that make us look? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the rules, how you dress, how you act, how you talk. talk. I think that's um, a huge one. How, if, if you're a kid or a student, how you respect your teachers. If you're a, an adult in the workforce, how do you respect your boss? 
You know, are you are you working unto the Lord? Is what you're doing glorifying and honoring yep. Jesus? And your witness, where you work, where you interact with, where you go and have fun at, or where you shop at, you yep. know, people are always watching us. The, yep. And they're always and and with that, you know, it's not supposed to be a burden. Like this isn't yep. supposed to be, hey, I feel the weight of everybody's watching me. It's supposed to be freeing. It's supposed to be joyful. It's supposed to be like, I know people are watching me. And now I'm gonna live joyfully and I'm going yep. to make those decisions to show what Jesus means in my life because I want others to come through the door. Amen. I want other people yeah. to come through the door of a sheep and to join the family of God. Yeah. I think the biggest one that you said, I mean, they're all huge, but just how you respond. You know, if there's something negative happening at work or even in your personal life and there's other people that are close by, you know, watching, just slowing down, don't, you know, try to react, but yeah. respond in a, you know, gentle, slow way. Mm. Because when we react, that's when our potty mouth comes yeah. out that's when <laughs> that's when our, our sinful heart show. that's what you know it's just yeah. everything you know culminates but you know how we respond yeah. is huge it's huge and people will notice that yeah they will notice a testimony of somebody who maybe it's a terrible day at work but you're the one that's able to stay even keel think through things mm. help broaden the conversations to bring in other aspects or other people i think it can just well, be a really we, powerful when we thing. have a biblical worldview when we see what yep. jesus has done in our life and we have that hope inside of us we're going to look at the world differently yep. we're not going to look at the world like everybody else we're not going to we're going to be in the world but not of it yep. we're going to see things differently and i love the way craig groschel said it recently is he's like he shows this big picture this big painting and he holds up a frame against yep. it and he's <clears> like you can choose how to frame the picture yep like the frame is only this big but the picture is this big and yeah. you get to cho- you get to choose where the frame goes, yeah. and so you can choose to frame it in a, in a in a light of hope, or you can choose to frame it in darkness and defeat and, yeah. and feeling victimized and feeling like you don't belong. Like we get mm. to choose how That's we good. frame our worldview and how we see things. Yeah. No, that was awesome, Michael. I'm glad we uh, talked about the door of the sheep and tried to, you know, kind of wrestle with it a little bit and put handles on it, but. Uh, just to kind of recap for people, uh, the first one thing that we could do to imitate Christ, just as he was a door mm-hmm. of the sheep, how can we somewhat do that? Um, we have to keep the enemy out of the body of Christ. Yeah. That was the first one that we... Body of Christ and ourselves. And ourselves. Keep the enemy out. Huge. Um, the second one was we have to allow other sheep into yep. uh, the body of Christ whether that's sheep from another fold or other Christians, and just being a little bit more understanding of different people's views and mm-hmm. all that. Then the second part of that was, you know, sheep from the world. Are we doing our job as a follower of Jesus to reach out to people when they come in? Are we, you know, welcoming them with open arms, pointing them to Jesus first and then helping them through? Absolutely. Uh, the various issues and problems. Yeah. Because many times I feel like we'll go after the issue before they're even a believer. Yep. And that's 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 another podcast we'll do. <laughs> but that was great stuff. Michael, do you have any yeah, last words? No. Nah, wisdom? Just get out there and do it, man. Just don't make yeah. excuses. Don't don't say, well, this is just the way it's going to be, and I'm going to be this way. And, yep. you know, don't have a hard heart. You know, a lot of people, you can hear this message, and you can, you know, disagree or, di- or agree or disagree with it. And the main thing is, man, let let the Holy Spirit work in your heart. Let the Holy yep. Spirit bring compassion, empathy, love, understanding into your heart. 
and uh, really just play this out in your day-to-day life. Yeah. So let's be doors this week. That's going to be great. Amen. But hey, thanks for joining us, guys. As always, we appreciate you. We appreciate you listening to us. And we want to hear from you. If you have an idea or you have a topic that you want us to talk about or wrestle with, make sure uh, go over to our website, fill out one of the forms there. Just let us know that you're talking about the Lima Baptist Temple podcast, specifically conversations with Ben and Michael. And we cannot wait to see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you were encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.